We are growing into a culture where everything has to be done yesterday. Not today, or even tomorrow, but yesterday. And people have... Mm -hmm. And I think that the biggest keyword for every single type of energy is having patience. And if you don't cultivate that, you'll have a lot of suffering in your life. Not pain, but suffering, because pain, you don't have any option, but suffering, you do, because you get to decide that. Hello Seekers, welcome to Wellness Club podcast, where we'll be talking about all things holistic health and wellness. My name is Mara Miranda and I'm your host. We believe wellness is a state of being we can achieve throughout our healing journey as we drop the layers of our traumas and conditioning and experience true joy, love, gratitude, acceptance, and abundance. This is why we made our mission to promote health, healing, and higher consciousness to the world. We are building an online community and marketplace platform to help health and wellness practitioners monetize their online content and courses, promote their services, workshops, and retreats, all in one platform. Check out the services available if you are a seeker or apply to join us as a practitioner by going to wellnessclub.com. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, hello, hello. I'm super excited to have Joel Matos today with us talking about human design. I am very um, passionate about human design because I personally had a session with Joel and I really feel that human design has been a big shift in my life, helping me to make decisions that are more aligned to my purpose. And from that, many things and manifestations started happening. So I'm really excited to have Joel sharing a little bit about this knowledge and hopefully it can inspire you as well to go into this journey, find more about yourself, really making peace with who you are in, with all your uniqueness. And yes, thank you so much, João, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. I'm really thankful for being here and I'm excited to share everything I know so far from human design and how it helps you impacting your life on your day-to-day -day basis. Amazing. Yes. So um, I want to start uh, really from the basics on what human design is, especially because when we hear the, the words human design, people feel a bit like, what is this? Is this astrology? What exactly is that? How do you define human design? Human design is a tool on its very early stages. So it has 37 years and it's like a treasure map where you are basically finding yourself back home, where you can help you navigate your life on an easier way instead of just trying to struggle and going upstream and Seeing as things are not working for you, when you have something like this, as soon as, for instance, you were born, things would be like naturally flowing to you instead of trying to struggle and going into, for instance, imagine that 
you had a passion for playing soccer or football and then you discovered that the way you were designed wasn't really meant for that so instead of actually playing maybe you were supposed to be a manager or something like in between those lines what i try to say is that everyone has a purpose but it doesn't have to be defined by something very specific so human design helps that in a sense that it gives you clarity and streamlines on how you are bright lines on how you can walk forward in your life and it is a system that or a tool on a self-help that can gain you more consciousness on how you actually are meant to be navigating on life. So people can follow or find out about this. They can download the map, right? So they follow what you're saying. What's the website they can get the human design map? I'm going to give you an option, which is, for instance, Jovian Archive .co.uk. That's one option. And okay, the other one, the description. The other one you can use is mybodygraph.com. They are both in English, and you can use mm -hmm. it and have there every single information. I would love to know a little bit about what are the main characteristics of each energy type. Okay. So, generators. And I have to be careful because there's some specific things that might not be the same to everyone because they have, but at the core, they feel it. Generators, they have consistent energy, but has to be fueled by something they are passionate about. That's very important. They can have consistency on what they do as long as they feel passionate about it. Mastery, which is something that might be weird but mastery is striving to be the best so that consistency is something that leads towards that they have a gut feeling in them that they feel but some might need something else and that's very specific so the gut feeling also is in between them their non-verbal presence is open and enveloping so it's normal when people feel that they feel nurtured when they are in their presence. The energy also can work against them if they are with someone that it's not so they'll feel that buzz. Something else about generators. Oh, the, a very important one. If you ever, and about the gut feeling, which is satisfaction is very important for you. So. If you are doing something or and satisfaction is not going overcoming out of the growth, the comfort zone or the growth zone that you are, but it's just a marker that you feel inside you, that you know when you're doing things that are correct for you. And when you feel frustration, it's something that tells you on your body, mm, something is not really functioning for me. So that will be on the generators. A manifesting generator, they have the same aura, but it's very important for them. They also have that gut feeling, but they are very multi-passionate and they are very keen on the multitasking sort of thing. Don't ever let anyone tell you that you can do multiple things because that's how you function. And changing directions very quickly is also natural for you. And But also has the thing that you then need to realize that it's okay for you to do different things but sometimes it's the, the big difference that you have like 
a big surge of energy and you have to use it. And if you don't use it, you might get some troubles at night, at, at having a bad night of sleep or feeling more agitated. So it's very important for you to honor that. They also have the same marker, satisfaction and the frustration, but they also might get the anger side of the manifestor. So it's something that you need to pay attention as a manifesting generator. The mm -hmm. same non-verbal presence, <coughs> open and enveloping. So people feel very comfortable with you around them. Also, there are some other factors, but that to realize that it's something that's very natural and very good for you to be in those places, as long as you feel satisfied and okay in your own body. But mm -hmm. remember, the frustration is a sign, a telltale on your body telling you, this is, might not be the best thing for me. Oh, this is not the place for me. Mm -hmm. Manifestors. They are the only ones that can initiate. Get, they can get the ball rolling in the sense that if you were the analogy of a car, they are the ones that can ignite. They are the only ones that have that mm -hmm. spark. Why? Because that's something that was born with them because of something in their map that leads one thing to another. It's something very specific, but they have it. So it's very important that you inform because if you don't, then you'll find resistance. But you have started, but you might find a lot of struggle in the path that you are walking. And they might feel that they are a lone wolf because having a nonverbal presence or in a creative flow that's closed and repelling. It's not that you aren't a people that needs to be around people but it's something that it's protecting you of that very precious thing that it's you having the capability of starting things. But you can't control what you are starting because that's something that surges and appears in your creative aura and of flow. And even if you are trying, that's probably something that's not really very organic. And it's probably from the mind and not from your inner being. So starting things is normal for you. And remember, just because you have a potential or a gift to start things doesn't mean that you have to finish them. You might find someone that is very good at finishing things and finding a generator that gets the ball rolling. He has the mastery and the consistency. So once you start joining the pieces, that we all need each other. We are not meant to be a man. A man is not an island. We all need everyone. So as a manifesto, you have those qualities. A projector has a nonverbal presence that's very focused. So things that are individually or one-on-one, -on -one, it's something that's very comes easy for you. And the thing is projectors love systems. So mastering a system, and that's something that you start paying attention as a child. For instance, a kid that loves doing Lego might have that logic sense in him, a kid that loves doing puzzles. So you start seeing from the beginning that what their system might be. And because we are projectors are not meant to start things, they are very good at tweaking, changing, improving, enhancing something that was already built. So if you join that to a manifestor, he created, generator is doing all along that path, even a manifesting generator does something that jump starts and then the projector goes there and sees, oh, hold on, you can do this better. Or if you've been working on this for eight hours, I think we can reduce this for three. So that's the gift for a projector.
and in the body they can feel like if they are being recognized they can feel that success but if they're not they feel very bitter so that's like a sign on your body telling you probably things are not really working out for you so that as a projector and then the last one the reflector they are the karmic mirror in the sense that they reflect what's working and what's not so if they were in the group they are the ones that are telling you this is really going on the right direction and they are very attuned to the moon cycles because they are lunar beings so it's very important for you to realize that things might go on a slower pace for you but that's the correct way that doesn't mean that you can't do many things you can but those decisions take it slowly and integrate it and see how it feels on your body over a long period of time because things change and you're reflecting so many things because your non-verbal presence it's sampling and also not only it's sampling but it's also like a teflon base if you have a pen that it's not it doesn't stick so it goes in goes out goes in so even though they have a lot of bigger sensitivity to things they don't if they are living accordingly they don't it doesn't stick to them that's why for some people they might seem like a very cheerful person but for others they might seem very gloomy because they are reflecting on who you are and not actually who they are so they change daily and that's the correct for them so those are like the mm -hmm. aspects from the five types on the energy on human design amazing amazing thank you that helps a lot i think to to people once they have the map they at least can start mm -hmm. identifying themselves where they are and then just becoming aware of what is possible through human design really nice i love when you say that it's about mm -hmm. the treasure map and finding out our own treasure we all have uh, our journeys and respecting that above all, right? I think anyone that has a certain knowledge on biology knows that it's very rare event or it's for us to being alive. If you were to have a spreadsheet on, on the number of, you will have to see to have the same map from someone else is so big that it doesn't even fit on the screen. So. You are so unique that when you live on your most authentic self, which is the highest expression anyone can have, it's really a blessing because no one else can be you. So you have to be you. You can get inspired by other people, but if you're not living authentically, you're just like doing a disservice to the world because no one else can be you. So human design really helps on that because there are certain layers that we get or learn from our parents or the caregivers while we are growing up that aren't part of us so that's what we've been called being conditioned by society and human design helps shedding those layers i like to give the example that when we are born like a baby onion and as we grow we are getting those layers that are being conditioned by others which is normal but some of them are so deep that when you come across human design you start shedding those layers and then after a certain period of your experiment experiment with human design in the first years it's very chaotic in the sense that we get comfortable with who we are supposed or who we think we are 
but when you actually see oh hold on a second so this is who i really am it's it blows people away in the sense that they get very surprised and oh so this is how i was when i was very little and somehow i got conditioned by my parents because for instance if people have like certain issues with money maybe they were born in a family that had the scarcity mindset and every day mm -hmm. were, and for instance maybe perhaps they had a lot of abundance layers or points in the human design that are like hidden or covered by something that wasn't really theirs absolutely absolutely i think if i can share a little bit of what i found out from my map with with Joel is really making peace with who i am who i was designed to be in this world i think i started really showing up with this confidence in perhaps all the mess that i was in you know like i think i shifted some things that i was making myself guilty in the mm. past because of the conditioning i had and then all of a sudden i said you know what this is exactly my strength this is exactly all mm. the things that i was punishing myself for all of a sudden became my strength because then i accepted parts of myself that i was trying to neglect because i was trying to fit in someone else's mm. boxes does it make sense so i think this is really powerful how would you say the human design can change someone's life let me just pick up on something that you said made a lot of sense to me which yeah. is you really can't teach a fish to fly when you know a fish is designed to swim right a fish might be living his whole life thinking he's stupid because he can't fly but he's really mm -hmm. a wonderful swimmer so it's you can't really say fish is stupid it's just that he's in the wrong environment per se to pick up on that is instance imagine that you felt that you were conditioned to go a certain path that your parents or someone else laid out for you and you end up imagine going to a lawyer's law school and you end up or being a lawyer or a judge and then you feel like at the end of the road you feel but this isn't for me human design doesn't say what you have to be or you what you have to learn but it tells you to really accept those strategies that you have in yourself imagine that you were working on on a firm or and you were working in a group and then someone else one day you came up with with the human design you felt like hold on a second but this is exactly why i'm feeling strange or bad here because i was not designed to work in a group i work mm -hmm. so much better alone or in a partnership so mm -hmm. why am i going up against the stream so i just have to course correct and going mm -hmm. again on the right path even if mm -hmm. that because i think we are really pressured by society thinking that we are always late or always late to the party or mm -hmm. i haven't learned enough but if people actually stop for a second and imagine that we consume information in an hour that probably our grandparents consumed in a whole in their whole lifetime then mm -hmm. we can see that the biggest strengths in the future will be focus and creativity and you can't have that unless you learn to pause rest and you can learn that from human design knowing that mm -hmm. hold on a second i wasn't designed to go 
24-7, even, even if I am, and that's one of the, those things that I have been trying, in, if you have been paying attention to what I have been sharing over the past months, is not putting anyone in a label, because even if you have a certain type of energy that are in the human design, there might be some aspects in your design that make you unique in a sense and might, and any, and we are not trying to put anyone in a sort of guilt pattern in a sense. Hold on a second, mm -hmm. but I'm this, so I'm supposed to do this. You need to see the whole picture and yeah. in the human design, that's something that you can do, but you need to take your time because if you are trying to get all the information, once when you have been living your whole life that way, and you have your patterns and you have the way you behave and you have your habits in just one single session, that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. A human design map, you can have at least Manage in between eight and you can have in between like 10 to 14 hours just for you. And if you were to have that laid out for you in a single day, you'll probably go mad because it's mm -hmm. a lot of information in terms of people's life-changing or life-changing events, definitely in a sense though, hold on a second. So this is why I feel so drained after days of work. So this is why I had a burnout mm -hmm. last year. So this is why I'm having stomach problems. Why? And for instance, the stomach mm -hmm. problems, that's because you are pushing so hard to get yourself forced or to be recognized. And when you see that's not you, and that's when mm -hmm. you relax and see, oh, I don't owe anyone anything and mm -hmm. I'm great the way I am. So I don't have to push myself over the limits because you can have the, you can have the thought of, I want to be the best, but being the best doesn't mean that you have to be the one that keeps turning off the lights in the office, being there like 16 hours a day. That's not how you design to yes. live. Now that brings me to this wish or this desire for us to understand or to relate to these terms. So mm -hmm. what are the main types, the main energy types? And if you can briefly explain a little bit about them so people can understand, oh, mm -hmm. I can see where I am and maybe mm -hmm. where I'm trying to fit in. So if mm -hmm. you can explain a little bit of that. Exactly, because if you were to compare it to astrology, everyone knows when they are an Aries or they are a Libra, and that's normal, even if you have to see the whole picture, but in human design, there are five types. And when you start from the top, you have the generators, and those types are very linked to what I call the being the pursuit of mastery, which is if you were to have a picture and there are two types that they have basically the same nonverbal way of how they live in the world, which are the generators and the manifesting generators. They work and function in different ways, but they have something that bonds them, which is they are they were designed to attract people because they have a very magnetic soft, field. Also, but they have a very soft and nurturing nonverbal presence, which is people enjoy being in their presence because they mm -hmm. feel that energy. And the generators, the thing that if you were to do the comparisons in between one and the other, you have the story about the turtle and the rabbits, and they both arrive at the exactly same time at the finishing line. But the turtle goes on a path that goes on a very steady rate and keeps going, never stops. And the turtle and the rabbit goes and 
then rests and go, goes very fast and then rests. So their cycles might be different because one can go in the burst and the other goes in the very slow and steady because being slow, it's not bad because you're gaining mastery. And that's like your whole purpose in life is gaining mastery in something that you must enjoy and something that you must love doing because you might be in the, I'm not going to say wrong job, but you might be in the place that you don't actually love what you do. But if that feeds you on your side project, that it's your passion project, then believe me, that's going to be something that you can sustain because it's very important for you. So generators being 30, 33% of the population, that's a whole lot of people living in a world where you can ask yourself, am I doing the thing that I am passionate about? So that's like a big question for you. And when you go to the manifesting generators, they share the same non-verbal, the non-presence verbal. So the non-verbal presence in a sense that people feel really good, but they do things in a very different pace. They go very fast, but then the difference that sometimes they have to go back and correct the things that they did. So because mm -hmm. they share something with the generators and they also share something with the manifestors. So although they have the power to initiate and create, they still have to answer to something before or otherwise mm -hmm. they'll find doors being closed in a sense that they'll find resistance and they mm -hmm. don't understand it. Why? So it's like a, being a hybrid in between being a generator and being a, a manifester. So manifesting generators, they are like 33, seven or 37%. So if you join the two, that's already 70% of the population. And one of the oh, things wow. that I've been noticing over the past four years is that we need to bring that awareness to people because people need to start living more in a place of pleasure and satisfaction instead of being just overworked. Because one of the things you might be reading is that generators and manifesting generators were born to work. They have that capacity to long periods of sustained hours, but if they're not doing what they love, then you can imagine that this, they still can get burnout. It affects the whole system, right? Yeah. But they work differently because what I noticed is that manifesting generators, they have just like a burst of, they feel like they need to work on that and then they rest and generators, they just keep going every single day, mm -hmm. one bit one, and keep yeah. going. Mm -hmm. And when the people try to say that they are the same, they're not. And if you talk and ask questions to generators, and the manifesting generator, you'll get different answers because they're not yes. the same. Yeah. They share something, but they're not the same. So these are the two, uh, so far you talked about generators, manifesting generators, then the third one. Then if you go by percentages, we have the projectors, which mm -hmm. is the type that made us humanity shift from an evolutionary standpoint in terms of human design. So they were like brought to us in the 18th century. And why this is important to notice, it's not that we are, because I'm a projector, it's not that we are more important, but something changed that made us bring something to the awareness that we need to have fun. Although I think yeah. the projectors might need to work on that, but we need to have fun. We need to have pleasure and not always thinking, oh, I have to build this and I have to construct this. Hold on a second. Sometimes you need to dance have something really good to eat, feel good about yourself. 
And why is that? Because the way our nonverbal presence works is that we are focused on one person and something just on point. Mm -hmm. So we can see how you can improve or get better on something if we are recognized and invited to that because mm -hmm. we see that because other people might be busy doing their own thing and we can see that as a projector. So projectors have that gift and it's not in the sense that we are here to guide per se, but guiding energy is just being in the presence and people noticing, oh, hold on, I can relax and do this in a different way. So projectors mm -hmm. have that quality in them. I could have shared examples of people that are, for instance, probably helps you, but Oprah is a generator. Oprah has been very consistent on how she works on her passion. You have mm -hmm. like, for instance, Angelina Jolie, which is a manifesting generator and her career went skyrocketing. And then in a sense that she felt, oh, this is not for me anymore. I'm going to do humanity work. And that's something that she has on her chart. And then you have Barack Obama, which was a projector. So, so you can relate and see how people work and function differently. So those being the three types, mm -hmm. then you have the manifestors and they're like in between nine and 10%. And they are the only types that were born to initiate things, but they mm -hmm. have a catch. They have to inform people. Otherwise they'll find a lot of resistance and a lot of anger inside them. What do you mean? Imagine that you were running and imagine that this was and you were leaving like energy tornadoes in the house. People can see that because you're moving. And the thing is, as a manifester, people see you moving really fast and they have a nonverbal presence that is closed. So when you don't inform, people will interrupt you. And what's going to happen is that your nonverbal creative flow that you have, mm -hmm. is going to be interrupted. And when that happens, you're going to go into a, a volcano of anger because I don't, I'm not sure if you, if I were to recommend a book on how to understand that mm -hmm. it's a book called flow from uh, Mihaly Czech sent Mihai. And once you understand that flow really takes a lot of time to grow and cultivate, you can understand why manifestors they get really angry because imagine that they were like working and they had been on that flow and like people are really focused and someone interrupts them. That's why it's mm -hmm. so important for them to inform. But the second catch here is you only have to inform people that have impacts in the action you are taking. Just another thing that for people to understand, if you are informing, you're not asking for authorization for doing, doing that. You're just informing. I'm doing that. And that's fine. Mm. Analogy I use in my readings with people who are manifestors is that imagine you are boarding a train and you are going, for instance, from London to Manchester. And mm -hmm. if you're a manifestor that doesn't inform, you don't stop anywhere. And people on the deck feel like, hold on a second, why is he not stopping? I have my ticket, yeah. I want to enter. So when you inform, you are telling people that you are doing going from place A to place B and you're not stopping. And then they are informed so they don't feel like they are left outside at the party and that exactly. they were not invited. And that's the fourth um, one. Okay, amazing. So the last two, you, actually the last 
one. One manifestors, manifesting generators, generators, and projectors. Now the last one is. We are missing the reflector, and the reflector is one percent of the population. Mm. And before we go into that, so if you were to see how different they are, is that the ninety-nine percent of the rest of the population is designed to live on an aspect that it's as if the sun has your back. It's is the sun is like your godfather. Okay, when it comes to the reflectors, the, their godfather is the moon. So they are lunar beings in the sense that their attunement is to the moon, and this is really important for you to understand because every single action that you take is influenced by the moon. So mm -hmm. being lunar beings, it's very important for you to understand that the moon plays a big role for you, and having the strategy on. Wearing a moon cycle is it's very important because once you start to understand that for yourself, you can start to feel how differently those days can feel every single day being different. Because basically, if you were to have a purpose in life for the world, is being like the a karmic mirror for others. Mm. So. If you are in a community, or even if you are in a school and you are a reflector, if you're not feeling well, then something wrong or something is not being done correctly around you. Mm -hmm. You are very attuned to the sense of justice, and you really mm -hmm. don't enjoy people being injustice or things mm -hmm. being like going in a direction that is not being in balanced terms. So. Reflectors are very unique in that sense that they might be, if you, for instance, have a reflector son or a friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, pay attention to the fact that they are always reflecting you. So when you feel like something's wrong with them, it's actually something wrong with you and not them. So pay attention to the fact that they are very special. And you should listen to what they say because they are yeah. very wise, even when they are young. Although I think everyone has the potential to be wise, I think they are like bored with that. Wow. So just to give you an idea of a reflector, Sandra Bullock is a reflector. And for instance, for a manifester, Frida Kahlo was a manifester. It was like a very strong personality. So just to have a sort of picture to see who is who. Amazing. João, if you want to share a quick case study of something you've seen a shift mm -hmm. in someone's life. I can give you an example of on how someone's life can change by something that happened recently. And you can see that by how that made the consequences of knowing a very important different trajectory, which was a couple that they asked my help and start working with, with I'm not going to reveal names, with the woman in this side first. And she was very unaware of how she was to interact and how to function in the world. And the consequence of not knowing that was that their marriage was going down the pipe. And they have been trying everything and n nothing was working. They tried the five languages of love, 
therapy, they tried everything. They really tried even a lot of modalities and they have children. So if you were to have the consequence would be having a divorce, having the children separated from their parents, probably having therapy in the future, because it's not really easy to live in an environment where you have your parents separated. So yes. once they learn how they actually function first and foremost by themselves, because that's yeah. really important. You can fix someone, you need to fix yourself first. And then you have to pay attention to the fact that they realized that one person needed recognition and invitation to know they were worthy in the world. And the other person needed to feel that they were recognized in a sense that their satisfaction was really important and they needed to be mm -hmm. treated in a way that was really simple for other people, but responding to things, it's not really that simple when you have someone's, oh, but you can't make up your mind. Why you were always, you see those patterns that people, my imagery of something that is working correctly is when you're playing tennis with someone and you feel like the ball is going back and forth in a very effortless way. Instead yeah. of just throwing the ball and then you wait for 10 minutes, why is the ball isn't coming back? So human design can help you communicate in a very clear way. It's not perfect and will take time and effort because what you have learned over the past 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years takes time to reset and relearn, but yeah. that can really improve your life over the time being. And that's one example. Other example will be someone that was really a top creative and being paid really well in their field, but realizing that it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't their desire to be in a company. Mm -hmm. And once they learned that they were designed to be their own boss, having their own schedule, creating their own ideas without being constricted because a manifestor, when they feel like they are being controlled is very scary for them because they live their most of their childhood and life trying to hide who they really are because they have something so powerful inside them that people get scared away. So having that shift on, and what I usually tell is that you have the knowledge and you have the power to change your life, but you have to take small steps towards that so that you then get overwhelmed mm -hmm. that you feel like you still have a long journey ahead of you. So take your time. So that's why mm -hmm. I actually, felt like at the beginning, the human design people were coming to a reading and they had the tools, but yeah. they didn't really knew how to implement it. So that's why I created the program and the coaching side of it, because mm. you need someone to take you accountable and hold your hand in a sense that this is the steps that you can take and knowing that they're not alone because you can read the book, but get a, on, reflect on this. Over the past, like a hundred books that you have read, how many of them that you actually put in action? Yeah. Because shelf knowledge on the shelf is not really helpful when you need self-knowledge and <laughs> self-knowledge is not very powerful unless you put it into practice exactly. and practice takes you to, I don't really like the word perfection, but practice makes into the mastery side of things. And that's yeah. how you can see and the humans that can help you on very specific things in a, at the grain scale and then at the smaller scale. Absolutely. Absolutely.
And I loved as well the case studies, the couple and the professional you mentioned before. I think it's, again, the couple's story was really powerful, just bringing us to this idea that before we relate, before we start the relationships with other people, we really need to find ourselves, ground ourselves in who we are and working on ourselves. And this mm -hmm. is how we are going to improve our relationships. And we will see big shifts and a massive result. Absolutely. Like, I love what you said, that they tried different things. Mm -hmm. But I think maybe they were really looking into something outside of themselves to give them the solutions or maybe expecting the other to change but exactly. only when they looked inside and they looked to who they are and what they needed to work this is when the major shift happened so super super powerful and interesting and if you want me to add something that's very powerful that I have noticed over the past three years and which is especially for parents who think that they have to fix their kids you have to realize that children are very good at imitate, imitating what you're doing and not really doing what you tell them to do so I have received a lot of emails and when I say a lot it has been really a lot of emails people and especially moms asking me help on how they can educate their children and once I ask if they have their done their own inner work they feel very repelled in seeing that though but I just want to fix my child but once they realize that if they don't fix themselves because they might not be doing any fixing just realizing that their self-consciousness needs to go to surface because the kids are just imitating them so if they don't have that consciousness they can't really help their kids because they need to work on themselves first before they even do any reading for their kids and that's my first advice is work on yourself as yourself and then things will change with their kids because if you are being authentic and honest there's not really nothing going wrong for you because I have seen so many parents struggling with that and I'm not any expert on parenthood at all, but I see a lot of things as a projector and some little tweaks about yourself can really help you become a better parent. Or, and mm. So why waste a lot of money trying to fix your kids when it's probably the root cause is really you and probably the other half? Because wow. if they see their mom doing one thing and they realize that might be the path and they see their dad doing the opposite thing, then there'll be a lot of confusion. And when I said that at the beginning, kids get a lot of conditioning in their first seven years and then the next six till their 12th year. And once they are programmed, it'll be harder for you to undo that. It's really possible, but... So really pay attention and this is really hard because it, it takes a lot of work for you to work on yourself. And I have been doing and studying human design since 2018 and I still work on myself every single day and it's not easy. And it's a never going process that I don't think it will ever 
and pay attention to that. I think the first 30 years is experimenting on yourself. And then after that, it's just like healing and going on and working on yourself. Absolutely. I think this is so relevant. <laughs> the same way that we spoke about relationships, love relationships, it applies to any areas, any area of our lives, right? From parenthood to our career, our mm -hmm. businesses. And these, coming back to this idea of the parents, which I think a lot of people struggle as well. So what would be the main advice for parents to start? So basically they would need to first understand themselves and the mm -hmm. projections that they put on the kid. And then afterwards, maybe understanding the kid. Exactly. So they allow them to be who they are in the, the map, in the nature. Is that how, what you would recommend? First, I think the correct path is definitely doing something, a couple of basic readings, just to know how you actually are designed to be, because I'm just going to give you a case study. So let's go back to, for instance, a generator mom and a manifesting generator dad. They both have something in them that's a center that has a consistent way of how they function energetically. Imagine they have a child that it's, for instance, a manifester. And the first thing that happens when they have a manifester child, which I have read so much and have talked about, is that they feel that their child is different. And they all are, by the way. But that they feel that so powerful and they feel like there's a kid that, at least, let's say at one year old, has the potential to do so many different things and initiate things, that they start to smother them. And they start to, and instead of just getting the potential just out and let the child be, I'm not saying that you should let a kid put their fingers on the plug, on the plug, or let yeah. their kids play with the stove. I'm not saying that. I think boundaries and educating them, it's completely in your job. What I'm saying is that if you realize that, for instance, the manifestor has a really strong independent energy and that probably that kid at the age of 10 or 12 has the capacity to have the keys for their house being independent as long as they know that their inner design has to inform them you'll become such a empowered individual they have no idea but since they don't know how they work themselves and they try to glue and that's what happens but i want my child to be a doctor you don't get to decide that you just get to guide them on that process so yeah first and foremost work on yourself do something basic to just understand how you function energetically and then yes because if you understand that your child for instance is a projector and you start inviting them as soon as they are born into smaller chunks and teaching them how they get to be recognized that goes a long way because in the future they'll know this is not for me and this is for me, instead of trying to be a people pleaser or so many things that you can learn with the human design. The thing is, I think the biggest problem, and I don't think this goes just on in human design. I think it goes along on many other things in life, which is we are going in or growing into a culture where everything has to be done yesterday. Not today or even tomorrow, but yesterday. And people have... Mm -hmm. 
And I think the, the biggest keyword for every single type of energy is having patience. And if you don't cultivate that, you'll have a lot of suffering in your life. Not pain, but suffering. Because pain, you don't have any option. But suffering, you do. Because you get to decide that. Mm -hmm. So, as a parent, if it's something... And if it's something money-wise, first and foremost, work on yourself. Because after you are working with yourself, that's probably going to be less of you. If there's like a bottle of overspilling for their kids. Because if it's overspilling, then it's probably not for them. So if you work on yourself, then you'll have a lot more capabilities to be empowering your child. And then you have time yes. to learn about them and nurturing. And, and be kind on you because it's a lot of work juggling all of those things. But I think it's worth it from what I've seen. Yes, I guess it's about understanding our own limitations and fears and potential projections mm -hmm. where we will be projecting our energies, right? The way how we live into someone's life and how this can impact positively or negatively, right? Because if you really give the child space for them to flourish and tap into their strengths, then there is no fear that they will not be successful because they will be at their core. They will be able to tap into their power. If you give them a space to tap into their own power, mm -hmm. whereas if we keep trying to project our fears, our beliefs, our conditioning, then we're limiting their potential to really find what they truly like, what will ultimately make them, them fulfilled. Absolutely. I think you mentioned something, the projection, which is really interesting because if you are trying to flourish as a person and you, once you realize that you have so much power over your kids at the very early ages because you are everything to them. If you tell them something, they are going to believe you. So if you tell them that they are not able to do something or if they can't do something, then they'll believe you. And that's going to be programmed in their minds, just like you mentioned about the money. So once you realize that they are not the same as you and you are not trying to project that onto them, then the sky's the limit because I think one of the things that stunts more growth and talk about growth in general as a person is that their families or the families usually are not the best environment for them because of that. So you don't really usually blame a flower because it's not growing. Usually you go on the vase and if the, the ground or the earth is really the best or if it's getting water or it's getting sun, you don't usually blame the flower. You just see the environment, if it's the right environment for them. So I think it's yeah. really very powerful once you realize that. And... I might add, human design was really created for kids, but if the adults don't really know how they work themselves, it's really hard for them to learn or even mimic something that they might not really see it in. So it's a really big responsibility to pass that onto children, especially in the upcoming years, which is gonna be really a powerful transition, I feel like in that, in that sense. I think many people will resonate and parents out there make sure you get your human design done 
gonna change your life and your children's life. Children's life. Yes. <laughs> Especially when it comes to decision making. Instead of just imagine you have a generator child that works well with yes and no questions, which is the one resonating with their guts. And you are trying to, what do you want to do today? They have no idea. So if you knew that, you'll mm -hmm. ask them, do you want to go outside? Do you want to go play? Do you want to help me with something else? Once you realize that, then yeah. They like more direct questions, right? Black and white questions. Yes and no. If it's an open-ended question, a lot of confusion in their head. And it's not their fault. And it's not you if you didn't know, but now you have something to help you on that. And mm -hmm. if that's a problem in parents versus kids relationship, imagine that in a relationship with your spouse. <laughs> so you see that human design has a lot of things that can help. <coughs> exactly. Just, I think, one more question. Human design is the map draw based on the birth mm -hmm. and date, right? But many people don't know what time they were born. Mm. So what can they do when they don't know the time they were born to get the map? Okay, human design as a tool for self-help and you do need to have your birthday and your location and your date to have a very specific correct map for you. So those are like the only prerequisites for you to do your own map. If you don't have it, if you want to invest on that, you have some astrologers that do rectification maps, which is they do several questions to pinpoint the date, the exact hour of the day we were born. And that's something that it's very powerful. And I have seen it. It's imagine that you were asked like 200 questions and as the questions go by, the astrologer has that capability to do that. Yes. The other one is that if you don't really, if it's not, if you don't live in a country that has the, the register going into the hospital, asking for the birth, the certificates, those two are, I think the better options. João, that was super relevant and useful. I think it's a good starting point, the fundamentals of human design. And what we will do, we will add your profile page on the description link so people can learn more about the services you offer, how you combine human design with coaching. Mm -hmm. And do you have any final words to share? Just on a final note is that on the things that I study all about human design, one is very specific and you mentioned it, the BG5 this is more career oriented. So that one is really very specific if you are struggling with that. And I hope that in the future, in a very sooner future, that everyone has access to this because this kind of information can really change your life. Even if you are skeptical, one thing that the human design is very good at is that you don't have to believe it. Just experiment it and see if it works for you. If it does, keep it. If it doesn't, just throw it away because that's really essentially okay. everything in life. You don't have to really believe it. 
so just to wrap it up, we want to finish off with a question that is about since we are the wellness club, right? And we believe wellness comes from this healing journey in this process of knowing ourselves and shining light into our darkness, into our traumas and connecting with ourselves back to ourselves, to our essence. So I want to invite you to share a moment in your journey that was like, wow, something changed, something shifted in my life. What was that? What was the experience and what brought you that? That's a very easy answer because probably the only reason why I have chosen to go on this path on the human design is because of the impact that it had in myself. Once I realized who I was and why things didn't function, especially when it comes to recognition and how opportunities came by, I was mind blown because you start to see things so differently that you... Even if you get worry, because everyone gets worry in their mind, because the mind always likes to, to make up problems. That's how we function. <coughs> I got so much peace on knowing how I was designed that a lot of things that happened in the past made so much sense that even if I can't predict the future, I know that I'll get so many wow moments because of now knowing that they are what is supposed to be and happening. So even once you realize and you put that energy working for you, things really do change. Finding human design or human design finding me was definitely my wellness moment since 2018. And a lot of things changed since that, a lot. Amazing, amazing. I just <coughs> added to what you just said, I personally had a session that was over a year ago, I think a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And I was at the time where I was making many transitions and changes in my life. And I found that I really needed that clarity. I was going through different experiences and disciplines. And I can definitely say that human design has been one of the most powerful tools and discipline that helped me to shift my life. I started making decisions that are aligned to my purpose. Everything that I'm doing right now is somehow impact of the human design of really connecting with my strengths, who I am and what I have to offer in the world. So that has really made a big impact in my life. I'm enjoying everything that I'm doing every day. So I wake up with excitement, mm -hmm. you know, this passion for life because finally I connected with, with my purpose. I'm very grateful for you, João, for, you know, showing Thank me you. this as well. And if you are interested to know more about this, we will link the, uh, we will link Joan's profile mm -hmm. to, from the platform and you can have a look at uh, his services. Definitely. Amazing. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Joan. Thank you everyone for listening to us and we 
look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect.